Hello and welcome back to the Luke and Pete Show. I'm Pete Donaldson and I'm joined by Mr. Luke Miller. Hello everyone, I'm back again as well. It's episode 24. No Rick Edwards this week. No Rick Edwards this week. Gosh. What a pleasure were, it was to have him. <laughs> you were very, um, um, I'm, I'm going to say sexually aggressive on the Luke and Pete Show Twitter page uh, towards how sexy Rick Edwards is. He is sexy, I just don't think sexy tall men need reminding. Said a short, unsexy man. I am... <laughs> The opposite charming to Rick in, Edwards, I agree. I am charming in my own way. I didn't use, I completely agree with that. I didn't use any of the words um, that would, would um, associate, you'd, you'd necessarily associate with sexual aggression. I just said he's an attractive man. Let's mm. get on Google Images. Let's make the most of that <laughs> when we're promoting the show. Because <laughs> we you, can't promote the show with our ugly mug. You shouldn't have made that weird kind of uh, scrapbook. I know, that, is, that, that, that was a bit much. In retrospect, that was a bit beyond the pale. But, you know, you live and learn. You do did, live and learn. Did we ever find out what uh, kind of batteries Rick Edwards was, was uh, rolling with? He, he um, No, I did show him the uh, LG Bexels. Oh, yeah. The, um, the LG seemed kind of quite wedded to the Bexel, uh, well, the Bexel boys. Absolutely. And I think from now on, because we've developed a bit of a community here on this mm. show, and we're very grateful for it, of course, when people email in, and we're going to get to, to a few emails in a bit, mm. as per, yep. and they should write their name their city and the um, battery brand they find in whatever remote control is closest to hand so for example luke moore london bexel yeah peter london raymax there we go exactly i think it works nicely and sometimes maplin's own yeah maplin's own brand well you are a very very frequent visitor to maplin i I, it's overpriced i don't particularly like the shop i think the staff are too aggressive when it comes to asking me if i know what i want I know yeah. what I want, mate. I'm an expert. Have you got a loyalty card? <laughs> no, I is don't. There, is there a loyalty I, card there? Uh, I, there probably is. Actually, no, to be honest, because people go in there all the time. There is, it's the only high street kind of electronics retailer. You imagine the, 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 the uh, sort of guy in charge of Maplin saying at this point, don't need a loyalty card when you're the best in town, mate. <laughs> <laughs> when you're the only game in town. <laughs> they are the only but game in town. To go back to your Bexel point about... Um, Overpriced drones. LG, yeah. Mm. Well, quite. And CCTV. I've got a, um, less said about that, the better. I've got um, <laughs> an LG TV at home, popped it open, Bexels. We've got an LG TV in the studio, popped it open, Bexel. So I think there must be a deal going on. An LG, an LG uh, Bexel loyalty um, bonus. Um, Aaron Inglethorpe on Twitter hooked us up with a, a proper naughty battery website. Some choice brands on there. Huge. Huge, yeah. King Norm. <laughs> Excellent. Tigerhead. Yeah, and and actually, that, that's one of the few batteries with an actual um, logo that they've actually thought out instead of just the, the, the a really badly photoshopped font. Tom Goodhue got in touch on Twitter mm. and um, included a picture of a lovely pair of Super Vinnies. <laughs> that is what that is what um, people call Vincent. Uh, hope that people call them. Yeah, well, not. I'm, I'm a, my name's Vincent, but um, everyone calls me Super Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Luke, do you want to know what's uh, what's been floating my boat this week? Give me a jingle for an it's been because I've got a great it's been this week. But you can go first. All right then, it's been very nice, very nice. Nice to hear it. The art of the sailor. You know, like sailor tattoos, Luke. Yeah. Oh, from um, Portsmouth, Peter, yes. <laughs> Not the man with the bell. He's got lots of weird tattoos. Oh, I saw him the other day. Did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was he, was he in a, an away match? Or? Yeah, we'll talk about that on the Ramble this oh, week. Okay. Tune right. on to that. Fair dues. Um, yeah, you know, like um, when you see like sailors with tattoos and, and yeah. anchors and stuff like that, apparently it's like all part of a big cord. Right. So, so, so the swallows, the spiderwebs on the elbow, they involved? Yeah, all of that stuff. Um, right. I, I don't, I'm not sure about the spiderwebs on the elbows, but certainly like... Um, swallows you, on the hand and the shoulder? So swallows on the, uh, what do you call it, the sternum? I don't know. I think st- it's sort of the shoulder blade, sort of the, chest area. I yeah, think, the yeah. chest area. Um, 
Yeah, one swallow tattooed for every 5,000 nautical miles they travelled. So there is like an actual that's, that's code fantastic. behind it. Like a Russian, like a Russian gangster type mm. thing. And if you've got like a, a ship uh, on your, between your nip-nips, um, a, a full-rigged ship that's rigged up all nice, uh, apparently it means that you've uh, been around Cape Horn. Ah, oh, wow, okay. So all of these These, aren't, of these like... aren't compulsory, presumably. No, I think... Yeah, <laughs> no, no, there's a lot of... Uh, it turns out there are a lot of um, people who've done 10,000 miles in Shoreditch, turns out. Right. But, um... when, when I said shoulder blade, that, that's obviously at the back. I meant the clavicle sort of area. Is that yeah. what the swallows You are very pigeon chest. You may as well have two, two uh, shoulder blades. A bit rich. Not really. I'm not pigeon chest in the slayers. I got right titties. <laughs> so have I. I big old tit um, Oh, no, because um, I always get confused because... Um, pigeon chest, I thought it was like a concave chest, isn't it? Well, I get but confused then... between concave and convex, so you're asking the wrong man there. <laughs> obtuse, and, uh, obtuse angles. Yeah. Um, yeah, and if you have got an anchor on you, a single anchor uh, means that a sailor has crossed the Atlantic or was a merchant mariner. Or that you run a craft beer place in Hackney. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. These are all like yeah. prime Hackney tattoos. Yeah. Um, hula girls. These are US sailors who have been to Hawaii. Okay. I'm having that. So all of them then. Um, a nautical star, so a sailor could always find their way home. That's not actually useful. No. Because it's on your body. That could be anywhere. Do you know why it works, Pete? Yeah. Home is where the heart is. Home is where the heart is. So who, who, who told you about this stuff? A website. Okay. okay. Sorry, no. Uh, an old man in a sailor's tavern that oh, so I frequent. I often think of you on your own at night googling uh, sailor's tattoos. Tattooed men. <laughs> yeah. Tattoos so sounds about right. <laughs> what Very are you nice. doing this week, well, uh, Luke? I've got a. I've, I've done what I always do, and this is right. the bane of my life. I've built it up, haven't I? And okay. Before the jingle, I said I've got a great one. Well, <laughs> it's not necessarily a great one, but what happened to me uh, a week or so ago. Did I tell you this? Um, I don't think I did because it was on a Wednesday and I don't normally see you on a Wednesday. Right. Um, Wednesday morning of last week. You call out your holiday day. Yeah, exactly. I get time off. Um, I locked myself out of the house. Right. And that's, I know that's not a sort of particularly... That's, that's very brand me, to be honest. I know. Locking people in, locking, locking people myself in. out. But it's, and it's not particularly of note on itself. Mm. Of, of itself. I understand people will lock themselves out of their houses all the time. But mm. to give you a little bit of, um, of information about why it was sort of, I guess, comedy and quite tragic. Um, I live on the first floor of a house, which is, you know, it's an amazing net. So the, yeah. the ground floor and the first floor are separate. So yeah. I live on the first floor. Mm. My name uh, is Luca. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there's no, and there's no, um, there's no back access to the house. So I have got a back garden, but you right. can't get to it apart from through the house. You can't get to any of the gardens. Okay. Apart from through the house. So I knew that, um, the only way I was going to get into the house because my wife is at work was to get in through the back bedroom window right okay but obviously i can't get to the back of the house because it's a massive 40 house long terrace yeah so i knocked up my next door neighbor julie very nice uh, i said julie i've been an idiot i've locked myself out of the house can you please let me through your house so i can jump over three gardens to get to my back garden to try and get into my bedroom window which by the way is on the first floor right and she was like yeah that's fine you idiot come in she, she ushered me through the house put me in the back garden of her house mm. and said right i'm off to work now best of luck <laughs> So, hang on, well, so so that's basically you've you've. I'm not sure whether you've improved your situation here. No, exactly. You've been locked in the back of the house that you can't get back out of anywhere. So now it's it's a zero sum game. Now it is shit or bust. <laughs> I either get into my house or I'm stuck in the garden. Right, right. So anyway, I jump over two fences to get to. So I'm now in my back garden. I'm thinking hot fuzz. Yeah, it's a bit like that. It's a bit like, you know, in Breaking Bad with all those scenes with Walter White when he had to get back to his own house without being seen and do stuff and go again. It's a bit like that. So anyway. I get to the back of the house, and in my back garden is a stepladder, but it's not very big. 
Um, and the way the gardens are set out is that I have to then, because the gardens are separated long ways, mm. I then have to put my stepladder in the garden of the house below yes. to get to my bedroom. Okay. So I put the stepladder up. It's nowhere near tall enough. And the ground is so uneven that it just wobbles every time I go mm. up it. So I go, God, right, I can't get in. What am I going to do? Um, I'm, I'm, to cut a long story short, I'm pottering around trying to work something out. Two, two gardens down the other way, I see a massive window cleaner's ladder mm. on, the ha- on Derek's shed. Mm. Derek's a guy who lives a couple doors down. Why do you know all of your neighbours? Because we, we've got a community. Anyway. <laughs> we've got a community. But everyone's at work, Pete. Everyone's right. at work. So I, I think, right, I'm going to go and get that ladder. Yeah. I jump over two more fences the yeah. other way. Um, by this time, I am covered in crap, right? And I've got a bruise on my knee because I banged it as I got <laughs> over the wall. Um, I, gr- I try and grab this um, window cleaner's ladder, mm. and it is unbelievably heavy. Yeah, I was, like, I was like to the point where I was thinking, I know I'm not that strong, but I don't know how anyone uses this ladder, <laughs> so I can't really even move it. Is it right? kind of is it longer than the width of one garden, so you could just lay it over and kind of. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man over it was, an yeah. entire garden. I didn't think of that, but it was. <laughs> it was massive. Yeah. Um, and anyway, I, I then realised the reason it was so heavy is because it was full of water, which oh. of course made it completely uneven. So I managed to... How break... did it get... What, is it like a cavity in the in the sides Just of little the holes in it that just filled up with rain. Just filled basically. up with rain, right, okay. So anyway, I grabbed that ladder, um, get, it, get it down. It's full of water. So every time I move one way, all the water gushes to the other end and I can't control it. So I'm just banging the shit out of everything. Um, anyway, cut a long story short again, I, I, I get into my, my downstairs neighbour garden, put the ladder up alongside the bedroom mm. window, um, but the ground is even, as I said, uneven, as I said to you before, mm. so um, I, can't, I can't get up the ladder because it's too wobbly, yeah. so I have to move the ladder to about two, three or four feet to the side of my window to get an even bit of ground right. to get up the ladder. Okay. Right? So I get up the ladder, I'm can just about reach and pull my sash window open. It's really easy to pull open, and, and it's open. So, great. Mm. I, I open it right up. Then I have to jump across mm. and shivvy my way into the house, right? Mm. So I do that. Get so happy that I've done that. By the way, at this point, I should probably remind you that I had my backpack with me and a massive kid's Magna Doodle <laughs> because I was bringing that in to give to John for his something, son. Something to, so, uh, something to do, isn't it? So I had to carry this with me everywhere I went, right? So anyway, I got into the, um, I got into the house. Oh, yeah, brilliant. Done it. Excellent. Done all that. Um get all my stuff together, change my jeans because they're dirty, leave, get on my keys, get my phone, everything, leave the house, think, oh shit, I've left the bedroom window open and I've left the ladder there. Yeah. So I have to go back again, take the ladder all the way back over again, put it on the, on the outhouse, the shed outside Derek's house, a couple of doors down. Well, how did you get back in after that? Have you got a, oh, I guess you've got a back do- door. You've got a do- back, the back door. Right, yeah. okay, fair deal. Anyway, so, um, yeah, that's what I've been up to over the last week uh, and it was absolutely tragic. My wife thought it was hilarious. Yeah, it was embarrassing. I mean, I would say that your wife is way more um, kind of uh, equipped physically to do what you did there She'd been brilliant. In, in that she's small and live she and, used to be a gymnast and, yeah, as well yeah exactly and, yeah. and you are uh, an immovable brick yeah. wall effectively a 25 stone lump <laughs> it was terrible absolutely terrible so well, anyway fantastic stuff so if I was going to draw a tattoo on you it would be a ladder and <laughs> a magna means... doodle no it would be a magna doodle I'd get a magna doodle but put a uh, put a, a little needle through it and Ma- give you a little tattoo magna doodle on the, on the back and a ladder on your arm means that you've locked yourself <laughs> out of the house with a magna doodle it's a very specific <laughs> tattoo that one and only a few select tattoo artists can do that one <laughs> well if anyone can beat that hello at Luke from let us know where you're from and what batteries you've got on your remote yeah exactly and, and I think works. I think we're also in the in the, in the um in the process now of building up a bit of a network of experts. I was looking mm. through old emails and, yeah. and other bits and pieces. Um, 
And um, we've got, like, for example, we've got Ben Goldman, who's been in touch a few times. I think I might read an email out of his um, next week. Okay. He appears to be something of an egg expert, or an expert, I suppose. Um, Annie, do you remember Cheesy Annie? She oh, yeah, the, che- that. yeah the, che- the Annie, cheese expert. Annie, the cheese expert. Uh, yeah. To be honest, if she's going to be a cheese sommelier, uh, which is how she described it, she get used to being called Cheese Annie, I'm afraid. Cheesy Annie or Cheese Annie? Che- uh, cheese Annie is better than Cheesy Annie. And we've also got, um, let me find, she, she doesn't want to be called Cheesy Annie. No. Let me find it. But we've also got um, Alex, Rotisserie Alex, we named the show after, who was at the, um, who works at Whole Foods. She's like oh, a. Right, okay. She's yes. an expert in ro- I don't know, rotisserie. I don't know. Whole foods. Whatever. <laughs> rotating, uh, rotating meat. What I'm saying meat. Is, yeah, what I'm saying is we're building up a bit of a community. Mm. And I quite like that. I mean, it's mainly food based, isn't it? But we'll. we'll, we'll oh, uh, yeah, it is, yeah. Um, have we, if we've got any uh, burglars listening. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'd like to actually hear from anyone who's actually legitimately burgled a house. I don't, I don't know why you go off piece like this. Why? We can't encourage crime. Uh, literally nothing stopping us. I'll burgle my own house. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I remember we uh, in my student house, uh, there used to be one room that was um, accessible if you jumped on the shed uh, and, 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 and usually they'd have the window um, slightly ajar and you'd open it up and just um, it was a lad called Paul who's, uh, who would always lock his door. And so if you wanted to put on his computer, you'd just climb up there and uh, jump in and just, you know. And did he have any idea you were doing that? Uh, I think he had uh, some pretty good ideas because uh, another housemate of mine, um, which um, I hope nobody's listening uh, to this, uh, may have had sex in, there, in his bed for Peter. a bit of a thrill, a bit of a drunken thrill. Was it? And um, how did he find it? Uh, I don't think he knew. I don't think he knew. Sorry, he knew. how did you find it? I did. <laughs> Can I to take this? It's not on, important what I uh, enjoy. To take this mount down a more uh, somber boulevard. Right. Um, I've actually had my house burgled while I was in it. Oh, that's that's horrible. Bad. Isn't it? So, Bad. what did they take? Um, All your Bexels. They took no they every took, last Bexel. They took um, quite a few CDs, um, DVDs, a piece of art, a piece of art. Yeah, uh, off the wall. And um, yeah, it, basically, we were asleep in the bedroom, mm. and they and I, I left it. It was me, my fault. I left a window open in the living room. Right. They were on the first floor, though, mind. Yeah, and they shimmied in, um, un, un, unfurled a sleeping bag that was in the living room because I think we had people to stay in there the night before or something. Right. Um, filled that sleeping bag full of CDs, DVDs, and stuff. Uh, this is about six in the morning. Yeah, and um, my ex girlfriend at the time heard them and disturbed them. They legged it back out the window down the side of the house. Dropped a load of stuff, so I was able to collect it back up. Uh, but yeah, but having the house burger while you're asleep in it. It's horrible, isn't it? I remember my, um, we used to go on holiday to Butlins. I might have mentioned this on the show before, but we used to go on holiday to Butlins. Which um, one? Uh, Filey. It might have been an, an off-brand one, maybe a Haven or something. Mm. Uh, I remember the, the Tiger mascot might have been uh, a Haven holiday. It could be a Pontins even. Pontins was the crocodile, wasn't it? Right, yeah, that's okay, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and we used to uh, go every now and again, and um, my, I remember somebody had burgled the shed, or tried to burgle a shed, Right. and my mum spotted, because she's a very light sleeper, and she's just worried about everything all the time. She noticed that um, somebody was trying to get in the shed at like three in the morning, and so my dad went, don't worry guys, you go off on holiday, and I will fit a burglar alarm and watch out for burglars. Um huh. My dad clearly not wanting to go on a caravan no. holiday. Good on with him us, for exploiting the, the angle. I know massively. Yeah, and so he would have spent the day, spent the whole week just smoking and drinking and just you know being a right rotten sod. Something you're going to employ when you have a family of your own? Well, I probably won't do the smoking. But I'll certainly do the drinking. So really... I, like, it's, uh, I can't imagine how lovely it must be uh, to be a father of uh, two 
and have the uh, you know have the house uh, just completely uh, so decimated with noise and, uh, and yeah. craziness. Especially with you, because you were a very difficult child. Well, no, I wasn't. I was lovely. Um, but uh, yeah, that's uh, to be honest. It's kind of why my dad goes to bed at about he's he's sort of modified his sleeping pattern so that he goes to sleep about six or seven at night and wakes up at one in the morning and uh, just has the house to himself. He loves it. To me, so he is... never sees his he never sees his wife. His life partner. <laughs> but the thing is... Depressing. Getting up, going to bed... So in the summer, going to bed when it's light and waking up when it's dark. Mm. It's just odd. It's just, <laughs> it's my, my, odd. my body would never get used to that. <laughs> but going, going back to the smoker thing, you could never smoke because you've got asthma, right? No, it doesn't, it's, it's completely unrelated. I've, I, it, <laughs> always, it always irks <laughs> why me Why are you so annoyed? Because for the same reasons why people thought I could never play Quasar Laser because of the dry ice. It's completely unrelated. Quasar laser. Quasar Talking laser. Talking of off-brand off laser quest. My dad's got worse asthma than me. He smoked for like oh, 30 years, something like that. Okay, he doesn't smoke and then, now. And then took snuff. I remember my dad, uh, when I was about um, 14, I had, a, I had the sniffles and my dad came back from the pub drunk and he gave me some snuff to sort <laughs> me nose out. I'm like, Dad, that's literally cigarettes. That's, that's not what literally, you need. No. Do you know, um, when I've been visiting um, my wife's friends out in the US and some of them live in a um, more rural part of Connecticut, mm. And I've been there when a couple of them have been chewing tobacco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they put it in their lip and spitting. <sighs> Very odd. Uh, it's, it's just that is a um, fast track to gum disease, isn't it? Really. If you chew tobacco, get in touch at hello at lukeandpeter <laughs> Well, again, that's quite hipstery, isn't it? The old is uh, it? Sa- no, sa- I've never seen that sailor tattoos and uh, chew- well, not chewing tobacco, but those little um, those little snoo um, tea bags that uh, Swedish people put under there. Between their um, lip, I have and never gum. been in like in like the most fashionable parts of East London. Look in the urinal; you will see these little tiny wee tea bags of, right. uh, of chewing tobacco. Maybe oh, I well, just not chewing tobacco, they... like kind of um, sucking tobacco. I don't know what you really call it. Maybe I just didn't know what they were. L- little wee tea bags, little wee tea bags. And have it... you ever been in a bar when uh, in the urinal they've just thrown um, ice instead yeah. of uh, instead of that? Yeah. that's annoying? Why does that happen? I don't know. Does it get rid of the smell? But it's just a waste of ice and kind of the technology that allows people to freeze water it's just a waste of um just a waste of ice really. it's probably a cheaper alternative to a, a urinal lozenge i uh for about a year uh whenever me and my friend would go to the toilet in a bar or nightclub i would um pick up the little urinal cakes and throw them at my friend because it's funny because they don't expect you to do it and it's funny and you can wash your hands afterwards it's not appropriate behaviour in a discotheque no but it's it's funny because they don't expect you to do it they think it's disgusting because you think it's disgusting it is disgusting it is empirically disgusting yeah. but they never expect you to do it just I... throw it at their back this horrible vaginal uh, vaginal sorry urinal <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I should have to hear that when I'm on my own in the room with you. The journal cake. I just no, not that. <laughs> just, just, just the behaviour. Do you remember in American Psycho uh, the book when he puts chocolate on it? And I remember the bloke was going, "It's just so minty, Pete. It's just so minty, Luke. Just Pete, let it happen." Um, and the other thing I don't, the reason I don't like it is because the listeners will know as well as I do mm. that this sort of little uh, occasional tip that you throw in there is the tip of the iceberg about your behaviour. <laughs> it's the tip of the urinalberg. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, should we do some emails? Let's do some emails. Shall we uh, take a short uh, sojourn first? Let's yes. have a bit of this. We'll both look after Luke. We'll both look after Luke. If he feels sad with our mum and dad, we'll both look after Luke. And we're back. It's the Luke and Pete show. I'm Pete Donaldson. Luke Moore is joined. Why don't uh, I get to say I'm Luke Moore? Because you, let's get a situation going where you say I'm Pete Donaldson and I say and I'm Luke Moore. All right, do I'm, it Pete again. Don- I'm Pete Donaldson. 
And I'm Luke Moore. Good on you. There you go. Right. Um, you wanted didn't to do. You, didn't you do well? Thanks. Thanks very much. I'll get. I'll get used to it. You. Um, <laughs> you said to me before we came on that you wanted to do um, an email section um, solely, um, exclusively about sleepwalking. This well, week. we had a good few emails about um, sleepwalking, so I thought it'd be quite nice to kind of uh, have a little sleepwalking special. Somnambulism special. Somnambulism special, indeed. Uh, do you want to kick us off with a little bit of um, sleepwalkery? Yeah, so just so I, I know, because our, our admin is absolutely dreadful, mm. I've got an email here from Luke from Frisco, Colorado. Okay. I've got one from uh, Evan Armstrong, and I've got another one from... Um, Israel, uh, Israel. So, are they the three we're going? Are they the three we're going to do? Let's do those then. Okay, which one do you want first? Um, let's have Israel's because okay. it's a humdinger. I'll do Israel's first. Um, Israel from Chicago. Hello, mm. Israel. Um, you haven't put your battery brown, but that's okay. We'll have an amnesty Sorry. on that for now. Maybe Moratorium next week. Maybe that's his second name, Putnam's. Yeah, I'd put some Putnam's in my uh, remote. Israel Putnam. He's got his own brand of batteries. <laughs> set, of pu- set of Putnam's in his remote. Yeah. Um, Pump it up with Putnam's. Do they have LG Electronics in the US? Are they worldwide? Uh, that's pretty ubiquitous. Yeah, you you, you can't really launch a, a universal brand, a, uni, a, a unilateral, uh, an international brand without uh, bothering the North Americas. Uh, um, my friend Dan, who a very good friend of mine, he spends a lot of his time uh, in the Far East with work, mm. and he said to me um, that GP Ultras. Do you remember those? Uh, what the batteries? Yeah, he was. Okay. He's been. He's listening to the show as well, and he was talking about GP Ultras. And if I just find his message, he was saying to me that GP Ultra are actually quite a big, um, quite a big com- company. Mm. And um, he said that they um, they own. This was episode twenty one we were talking about, wasn't it? He said they own mm. a, um, a, um, a another a, another sort of variation of their brand called GP Acoustics. Right. Okay. And they bought Kef speakers, and Kef speakers are some of the best speakers around. Ah. Um, and you can buy GP Ultra batteries separately, um, and you used to be able to buy them in richer sounds, apparently. So they're, they're, apparently there are loads of factories of them in China. Okay. Um, uh, I would, what I would say is that a lot of... Um, we can't get away from batteries. We try we and we try, and we batteries. always... They get drawn back in. What I like about... Um, I think you'll find uh, that a lot of brands, big brands, um, get rebranded when they uh, go into like a new um, a new territory. So like Nintendo, ah, okay. you can buy a Nintendo DS in China, yeah. um, bearing in mind that I think the Chinese government have only just started allowing um, official console releases in China uh, not that long ago. Uh, but Nintendo is very much like... Uh, it's called IQ in there. Right. IQUE. Right. So you, you don't buy a Nintendo DS, you buy an IQ DS, I believe. And and didn't, didn't Nintendo console in Japan used to be called a Famicom? Yeah, and yeah, exactly. So over there it was, uh, yeah, Super Famicom rather than Super Nintendo. That's right. Okay. Or SNES. People get very upset about, I think that there's a definite disconnect between um, North America and England uh, slash Britain. Uh, we call it SNES and uh, the US only ever call it the Super NES. What a waste of time. Yeah. I love it. That's my favourite console of all time. Um, and you embarrassed yourself a couple of weeks ago basic, by calling so um, Overwatch a twin stick shooter. Yeah, I didn't realise. Good point. Um, I didn't realise that uh, twin stick shooters are like um, those kind of uh, uh, little 2D shoot 'em ups, you know, from back in the day, like right. uh, R type and stuff yeah. like that. But, you know, you can rotate. I presumed, because you use the twin sticks and you shoot, I think that's um, the very, you know, is a great description for a 3D shooter. Turns out not. Anyway, Israel is waiting on Tenderhook. Think, <laughs> think of him on his, on his training to work in Chicago. On his little Putnam's. They're going to read my email, and we haven't read it. So here I we ho- go. I hope the email gets read out before my Putnam's run out. <laughs> yeah. Israel says, um, sorry, I'm just moving my chair because I'm on a bit of a 
breaking the carpet mm. and it feels a bit uncomfortable. Sorry about that. Israel says, um, hello, fellas. Regarding your chat uh, last week, mm. might have been the week before by now, um, it would be helpful if people email input the episode number because we have, <laughs> we have no memory of any of them. Um, regarding your chat last week about peeing in drawers and such, I've got a story. Um, when we were growing up in the 80s, my parents were always into herbs and non-traditional medicines. Now, Israel, of course, would call them herbs. Herbs, herbs. Um, things like making us uh, all take daily spoonfuls of raw bee pollen and su- such like that. Um, one item they were fond of was sassafras tea. Um, I believe it's pronounced sassafras uh, tea. Supposedly, it had great health benefits. Uh, one day, they were driving along with my older brother and sister through the countryside where, um, where we lived and spotted some natural sassafras growing on, along the road. Now, for people listening to this, Israel at this point has put sassafras in inverted commas. So there might be something uh, awry here. I wonder what sassafras is, though. Um, it's actually banned in the US now. Oh, is so, it? Sassafras <laughs> oil is banned in the US because apparently it's got carcinogenic potential. So uh, anyway. Um, that's in everything. Toast as... Feeling their kinship with our with our hunter-gatherer ancestors, they pulled over and harvested the bounty. And when they returned home, they made some tea out of it and, and drank it. Later that night, my parents heard a commotion upstairs and went to investigate. Much to their surprise, they found my sister, who was about seven years old, trying to stand on her doorknob to reach a phantom purse that was supposedly perched on top of the door. And my brother, who was about ten, had wandered into the bathroom, opened the laundry chute, and was urinating through down to the floor below. Two words for you, Luke. Added value. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like this sassafras has got something in it. Needless to, it's like some sort of like um, deranged home alone. Needless to say, this was a story that we loved to need in my parents' within later years, wondering how they could have been so thick as to grab a random plant from the side of the road and mash it up and give it to their children. I was only a little baby at the time, so I didn't have to suffer the hallucinations, but there were plenty of other opportunities for weird remedies and medicinals in my future, including ear candles, poison ivy scraping, and other things that I won't go into here. Love the show. Keep up the good work, Israel. I mean, two things. Uh, do, do Chicago people actually use the word herb, or would they say herb? No, herb. Everyone in the US says herb. Really? My wife even says it now. Herb. Yeah, herb. I think it's, I think the best guess I've got on that, and I've done no research at all, but my best guess thinking about it now is that because herb is, I think, a much more prevalent man's name in the US. Yes, they must have gone with herb Herber. to change it. Oh, to, 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 to distinguish it. Yeah. Um, uh, did you notice that um, the KFC um, Twitter page um, follows only seven people, and they're all herbs. They're all herbs and Spice Girls. <laughs> that is really is that true? Yeah, but the, that th- is the thing is, the person who noticed it. Um, the KFC, he made a big deal out of it on, I think, Reddit and stuff, and it got upvoted, and everyone found out about it. He was like, oh, what an amazing thing. And then it was discovered or by Reddit, which may or may not be true that this bloke worked for a PR firm that may or may not have been involved with the, the, the corporation. Let's sort of oh. So they have to spoil everything, Pete, don't they? Or Reddit have to presume that they're spoiling everything, which in turn spoils, spoils everything. everything. Yeah. And, and you and I are fortunately, well, maybe unfortunately, I suppose, um, Big KFC fan. old enough to remember when the internet was actually fucking cool. Yeah, it used to be the Wild West, and now it's just safe and people just putting inspirational messages over pictures of uh, the seaside and stuff. Ugh. Shall I, shall I, I Google inspirational messages? Ins- the, yeah, type in inspirational, inspirational quotes messages. into Google, and I'll tell you the first three that come up. All right? Right. First one. Dreams and dedication are a powerful combination. <laughs> D&D. D- um, Dungeons and Dragons too. Don't worry about failures. Worry about the chances you, mess, you miss when you don't even try. That's a bit Wayne Gretzky. That's, I think you should listen to that one. <laughs> and the third one, change your thoughts and you change the world. Change your thoughts and you change the world. Yeah. I mean, 
you could say that um, the, the the parents of Israel did just that, but they helped. Uh, they That's helped Israel, the email, not the country. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, maybe if Israel did chill about a bit after some sassafran or whatever it's called, change, change, change it might thought. calm down a bit. I've changed my thoughts to feeding my children um, <laughs> nondescriptive uh, herbs at the side of the road. <laughs> to be fair to Israel, it's great that he emailed in with that. It's a great story. It could have been a lot worse for the Putnam family. That. I mean, they, they could be, they could have been facing down a, a long stretch in, in Chalky. <laughs> yeah, or in the ground. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, friend, after murdering their children. My friend Mike's middle name is Putnam. How about that? Uh, Paul Putnam was the Curious Orange and the ties ahead. Well, I don't know what either of those things are. Curious Orange was on This Morning with Not Judy. Leon Herring, Lee I do Herring, remember. Leon Herring, yeah. uh, he used to scream, and he was also the Tizer head that used to come on before CD UK on a Saturday morning. What great he, pair of jobs! Great, great head uh, actor. But um, what's he what doing would, now? Uh, he's usually uh, seen in a pub in Highgate. Um, actually, at one point he said, uh, "You look like Joseph Goebbels to me." Okay, which is not incorrect. More like a young Stalin, I would say. Yeah, yeah. young Stalin. I'll take it. Um, uh, he's actually no, because young Stalin was actually quite sexy. <laughs> So yeah, I realised that as I was saying it. Young Lennon, com- maybe. I commit to it. Yeah. Um, ear candles. Have you ever tried that? They were very in vogue in the late 80s, early 90s. Well, do you know what? I did have a problem with um, some earwax about 10 years ago. He stole my lunch money. <laughs> yeah, he was a local bully, earwax. <laughs> uh, he used to eat, eat your earwax. He, no, oh. and... and um, it was like Stephen King's It, but not as bad. No, he. Um, we eat earwax down here. Yeah, we. we um, so I went to the uh, went to the pharmacy and said, "Look, I've got this problem with earwax." And the pharmacist said, "I'll oh, try this um, this Otex." Yeah. And yeah. And, and 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 the it's a softener, isn't it? Well, the, the the science behind Otex, I believe, is that um, earwax, I think, is ever so slightly acidic. Right. And Otex is alkali. So when they meet, they, the idea is they they dissolve. Don't mention alkali because Rick Edwards will have oh, yeah. up his nose. <laughs> he will straight that's, away. Maybe that's what he used up his nose. Otex. Otex. Yeah, he had, a, he had a twenty a day Otex habit. <laughs> but anyway, so I, I used that. It didn't really work. And um, when I went to the, do- I eventually went to the doctor to have my ears irrigated after using olive oil to soften it. Yeah. And the doctor said to me, "Don't ever put that Otex in your ear. Otex, whatever you do, it's terrible. I don't know how they get away with saying it. Right. That's number one. Point number two: Do not go within a country mile of an ear candle." It's absolute pseudoscience rubbish. Nonsense, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. well, it's, it's, it, it, was it like um, suction or something? It burned of all the oxygen, so it sucked out the, uh, the, the, the earwax and stuff like that, but it's mm. just crap, absolute crap. It's like a, so I've it, never used one. It's like a wicked candle uh, that's kind of... So if you it doesn't, doesn't drip. Uh, yeah, my dad, um, you know, he, he was a big fan of the old ear syringe. Right. Um, maybe I could do with it a little bit, because I am very deaf, so maybe um, I am... One of those people who have too much earwax in. Well, the, the earwax, ear. the earwax, when you need to get it irrigated, it will come to a point where it does for me anyway, where you'll start to have a bit of a sore throat and things will feel a bit swollen. Oh, maybe not. And then. you okay. need to soften it with olive oil. Right. You might as well try putting some olive oil in your ear and see what happens. Uh, the, my doctor always said, Should we do that for a live show special? <laughs> Go on some of the olive oil. Don't put anything in your ear bigger than your elbow. That's, no, that smaller just, than your elbow. Sorry. Smaller than your elbow. Yeah, yeah that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, makes more sense. <laughs> uh, do you want to do another sleepwalking email? <laughs> All right, then. Are you going to do one? Do you want me to yeah, do one? I'll do one. Yeah, yeah, all right. So you've, we, done, you've done a bit of work. I'll do you a want, bit of work. Do you want Evan Armstrong or do you want um, someone else? Who's uh, one? Let's get, let's get um, Luke from Frisco. Yeah, okay, cool. Because I just love Frisco, Colorado. Frisco! So I thought Frisco was, a short, was short for San Francisco. I reckon it is, isn't it? Yeah, okay. Who's Cisco? <laughs> he's, yeah, he, did. he was in, he was up blocking that band, wasn't he, before he did the thong song? Thong song. What band was he in? No, do you want me to check? Not Bond Thugs and Harmony. What was he in? Um, he was in, like, I remember they reformed and he. Uh, he said, good night, we are Cisco, instead of saying the name of the band. <laughs> Did he really? He was in a band called Drew Hill. Apparently. Drew Hill, that's yeah, it, okay. that's it. Thong um, Song is a classic, by the way. Uh, yeah, 
Are you, hasn't he done Thong Song 2017 oh, or something? He probably, he re-released he, it this he, year. If you go and see Cisco live, I imagine he does it about three times. <laughs> uh, Luke, uh, but, um, uh, Drew Hill were good though. Uh, I think one of them had a stick. He was a really fat guy who had a stick. Or am I thinking of another band? I can't anyway. picture Drew Hill. Yeah. Um, let, me, let me Google image him now. Google image Drew Hill. And one of them is, uh, one of them's got a stick. It's a big fat guy. He's a big fat guy and he's got a stick. For obvious reasons. One of them looks like a cross between Puff Daddy and Ice T. Right. One of them is so obviously Cisco, and the other one's got a, <laughs> one of them's got a, a skull uh, painted into his hair. The a bit scene like, is so typically Cisco. A bit, a bit like um, that dart player Peter Snake Bite Wright. He did a big poppy uh, thing, didn't he, uh, this week? Who Peter Wright? Yeah, I think uh, is he the guy who has like coloured hair and yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, carry on. Never Luke mind. from Frisco. <laughs> Luke from Frisco, Colorado. Um, hello, gents. In my career as a habitual sleepwalker, I have done the following whilst very much asleep. I've turned on the shower and soaped up completely. Oh, that is much. That's, that's a very sexy start. <laughs> that's nice, isn't it? While listening to Cisco. Yeah, lovely old job. Uh, I've parked my bicycle in my bedroom. <laughs> like, wow. Incredible. Yeah. Are you the sort of. Per- have you ever had a kind of loft conversion where you've had your bike next to your bed? I don't like no. that kind of thing. Well, I, I was just trying to think that actually carrying a bike up to a bedroom when you're awake is quite hard. Yeah. So God knows how he's done that, unless it's a Brompton. I went, <laughs> unless it's, they're still quite heavy, though, aren't they? Brompton's USP is of making them easy to carry. Exactly. So. Uh, muttered, I'm sorry, Luke Moore, over and over, much to the chagrin of an extremely bemused girlfriend because he's been listening to our other podcast, The Football Ramble, for eight years. Okay. I, I don't know I'm, what to I'm say I'm sorry, to Luke Moore. Yeah, like I've I've heard I'm sorry I'm Luke Moore before from Luke Moore. Look, we're all sorry, mate. <laughs> However, none of uh, these uh, come close to my sleepwalking adventure, or rather, the sleepwalking adventure I had one night almost ten years ago to the day. My pal Carl, he's put that in uh, in inverted commas. I don't know <laughs> whether that's a nom de plume or what. Uh, has invited me and a couple of friends to his house to play ping pong and drink warm beer in only the way that young US American teenagers can. Carl's parents were very much home and very much okay with the underage drinking as long as it happened under their roof. After a good few hours of silly drinking, during which some of us rubbed uh, some exposed fiberglass insulation onto our testicles, just to give you a bit of insight into the evening. Hang on. I have a few questions. I'd never sleep after that. Rubbing exposed fiberglass insulation on their testicles. Yeah, you know that stuff you, you, you put... Yeah, on I know what it's like. The stuff you avoid like the plague when you go up into the loft. I know, like um, extreme wrestlers uh, like throw it at each other and go, oh, that must have hurt. Maybe that's a thing in America. Maybe, maybe it is. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, th- that, that's how the night went. Uh, the four of us then headed upstairs and collapsed into one bed. Wow. Here is where I have to divide fact from what I remember. Fact, at some point in the night, I woke up to use the bathroom. It being my first evening at Carl's house, I was not well acquainted with the geography of the house. So when I was done, I returned to the bedroom with a bed that had people in it. The people were not Carl and our friends, but rather Carl's mum and dad. Now, given that Carl and I were of fairly similar height and weight, and that it was sometime between the hours of 2 and 6 a.m., I completely understand why Carl's mum and dad took 15 minutes to realise that the boy curled up to them uh, next to them was in fact... Not their son. Well, listen. If you if you if you, if you count, I feel I feel better about my little story from a couple of weeks ago. When you chuck that in at fifteen minutes, people just sort of gloss over that. Take the time to think about how long fifteen minutes. It's quite a long time. <laughs> Listening to this show, <laughs> yeah. it's long enough. Uh, they shooed me out of there like a misbehaving cat, and I stumbled back to the correct bedroom. I remember waking up at around 6am to slink off to a morning church service. I had a vague memory of Carl's mum saying, no, this isn't right, go back to your bed. I've seen porn like this. Oh, the- <laughs> at, at some point. In fact, 
nowadays, most porn is incest milk porn. It's Stop brilliant. it. All right. Just I, just, I just think it's wrong. I just think it's wrong. Why? Okay. What? What is wrong with the youth of today that they're obsessed with having sex with members of their family? I'll tell you what's wrong about this. You keep going <laughs> off piece with this mad stuff. <laughs> We haven't planned this. I Stick thought, to the email. I just, what's we haven't planned plan any things? of it, have we? Uh, no. Uh, it's somebody in the night. Uh, no, this isn't right. Uh, I thought it must have been a bizarre dream, so I dismissed it and went off to church. What a weird, like, you know, start to your church service. Um, a few hours later, while walking out, I saw that I had a voicemail from Carl, so I listened. What followed was a two full minutes of shrieking laughter <laughs> intermingled with shouted phrases from Carl, such as, you crawled in their bed and they thought you were ha 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 me. Um, the next time I saw Carl's parents in public, I gave a bumbling, mortified apology. The question remains, I do remember Carl's mum telling me to leave. Does this mean this was merely a case of drunken navigational error, or was I sleepwalking? I think a bit of both. I think that's fair do, isn't it? Well, well, you know what? That that final sentence, I mean, the (laughs) rest of that is entirely horrific, mostly Mm. down to you, Donaldson. But the the final sentence there is a really interesting area, I think, because... Mm. We've, I, I, I'm sure you have, and I know I definitely have. You're in a situation where if you, if you sleep quite deeply and you have quite a big, quite a sort of uh, intense dream, yeah. when you wake up and you go about your normal day, so you go and get in the shower, you go and get some breakfast, you go do stuff, sometimes it's very hard to understand that what you've dreamt, dreamt about hasn't happened. And yeah. it takes ages to wear off, doesn't it? It's almost, like, it's almost like an anesthetic taking a while to wear off fully. So I think it's not... A, I'm constantly... In, in, with um, with um, ladies that I have known, always getting shouted at after right. they wake up. Yeah. I mean, that's I just had a dream about you. Possibly something different. Yeah. That, you, oh, and, and combined with things I've done as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't get out of it that easily. No. But, but, I do, but what I'm trying to get at is, I suppose, that it's not a binary thing. It's not sleep or awake. It's, they, they are, there are several yeah. stages in between, I would argue. I'm sleep podcasting right now. Yeah, mate. we both are. <laughs> we, have, we have been for years. Um, Shall we have one more email and then we'll chip off? Yeah, one more from Evan about okay, sleepwalking cool. uh, because Evan is a... I think he's studying this, something about this at University what? of San Diego. So we'll, we'll, we'll hear more now. Mm. Uh, Evan says, hello, Luke and Pete uh, from uh, San Diego. Hello, Evan. Um, he says, I would like to first off state my appreciation for the many hours of listening I've enjoyed across your multiple podcasting platforms. Wow, the MPP, as you can see. <laughs> what a start to the email. <laughs> he said, the Luke and Pete show has got me through a rough summer internship researching cases for my first taste of what it is like to be a lawyer. So I figured I would give something back that I learned in my criminal law class last year. What I like about lawyering and soliciting and stuff like that is that... Um, uh, the, the sexiness of being a lawyer and the sexiness of being a man or woman of the law uh, of the courtroom is really sexy. But the actual reality of training and the actual reality of doing what you do is, uh, can be the most arduous thing and, and idea I, anywhere. And I think I'm right in saying it's different between the US and the UK. In the mm. UK, you could prepare the case and then you brief a barrister. Right. I think in the US, they do it all. Yeah. And in the US, I don't think you specialise on a different area of the law either. Okay. When in the UK you do. Ah. Um, I think that's right anyway. Maybe, oh, well, uh, I think I'd probably prefer the US system to see everything through to the end and yeah. to have a bit of variety. Because I guess if you if you prepare a case and then you, you put it in the line of the barrister and the barrister has a bad day, it's yeah. a nightmare. But anyway, uh, Evan perhaps will be able to tell us more about that. He, he goes on to say, last year we had a discussion on what is known as somnambulistic homicide. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what you had described last week. Um, I think that was in episode 22 about the French detective who... Um, mm. You know, well, you all heard it, I suppose. Uh, the good news for everyone is that I need not get into a discussion on whether this is a form of homicide or manslaughter or murder, because the answer is that it is neither oh. or none of those things. We read a case known as Codgan's case, which I believe is a common case for all first-year law students to read in both the US and in England. 
um, because uh, American justice is co- closely modelled um, and often resorted to the precedent of the English courts. Mm. Um, the case occurred in England in 1951, and the facts are thus. The lady, uh, Cogden, was prone to having sleep fits, in quotes, and went so far as to see a doctor about them. The most severe of the sleep fits before she saw the doctor involved her walking into her daughter's room and brushing spiders off of her that she believed were attacking her. Crack. Definitely crack. Well, yeah, crack, crack spiders. They're famous. The crack around in 1951? Uh, Probably called something else, wasn't it? Cockhead's been around for a long time. Coca-Cola. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one night after she saw the doctor, there was a discussion about the Korean War. And before she went to bed, her daughter called out to her mum, don't be silly, the war isn't on our front doorstep yet. Mrs. Cogden went to sleep and dreamt the war was, in fact, all around her. She dreamt that soldiers were all around the house, and one in particular was her daughter in her daughter's room attacking her, um, the same daughter from the spider mm. incident. Mrs. Cogden doesn't remember anything else from the dream, and the next thing she remembers is waking up at her sister's house next door, thinking she'd hurt her daughter. What had actually happened was Mrs. Cogden left her bed, fetched an axe from the wood heap, took it into her daughter's room, and struck two blows to her, killing her. Mrs. Cogden was found not guilty, though, by the Crown, who accepted that she was not insane, but rather that her actions were completely involuntary because she had no control over the actions she had in her sleep. That is the most horrific story. So far. Depressing. On the show. Depressing, horrific. It has everything. She said the common law, uh, the basis of English jurisprudence and some American jurisdictions, and the modern, uh, the model penal code, the basis for the majority of American jurisdictions, are in accord with this result. They say that because someone is asleep, they are incapable of realising the results of their actions. Mm. Anyway, cheers for the hours of entertainment and keep up the good work. That's so sad. He, he said, I mean, Evan does add a little addendum to this and says, I personally said when I heard this, I thought it was ridiculous that someone could think the soldiers were outside and around the house and that she could still walk all the way to the wood heap to grab the axe. So holes in the story, perhaps. <laughs> but we are not uh, justice experts. And, and Mrs. Cogden, I presume, is uh, sadly passed on herself because it happened in 1951. Mm. So who knows? I like that uh, Evan, uh, well, not necessarily, but I think I like that uh, Evan kind of uh, is going, nah, bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not having it. it. Yeah, I'm not having it. Just another example of the baby boomers ruining the world. Right. That culminates, uh, that cul- yeah, that, there are many of those. That culminates <laughs> uh, the, the, in, in, in the end of our, of our sleepwalking email special. Yeah, I think so. Um, it, it's been... Lovely, it really has. It's been sleepy. One of my favourite uh, video games on the Amiga was uh, Sleepwalker. That was fantastic. I used to play Great that little game. Well, you you played the the the, the, the cuddly toy. Uh, you had to stop the kid waking up. It, I think uh, it was a comic relief tie-in, possibly right. with Quavers. You, you it definitely was the second Quavers game, the first being Pushover. Well, you know, you, well, listen. This is what I remember about it, and this is your area, so you can correct me. Mm. Um, the game starts with a kid getting out of bed asleep, mm. getting into all sorts of mischief, and you, his either his best pal or his cuddly yeah. toy, has to, to do certain of... stuff to stop him waking up. I think, and if he wakes could... up, you die, you lose. I think whatever the mascot was, or whatever the cuddly toy was, was voiced by Lenny Henry in the uh, in the comic relief cartoons. I, th- I might be massively wrong on that one, but uh, it was very much like Lemmings, where thing like where creatures would um, d- uh, just you know move from left to right or. And you left, had to right to left, and you had to into getting home. So, so staying safe. So I used to love Lemmings. But I had a, first of all, I had a BBC Micro. Right. Then you, would, I, you wouldn't have got it on that, would you? No. And then I had a PC, one of yeah. the very first home PCs, like a three eight six or something mm. like that. Um, and I used to love Lemmings. But my friend had Sleepwalker, I think, on the Atari ST. Yeah. Would that, Atari, would that sound Atari right? Atari ST or Amiga, yeah. Yeah, yeah and yeah. Um, so I played it around his house, yeah. I remember it well, Beautiful. very good. Very fun. Fun bit. times, Pete. Great. Lemmings were great. I used to be obsessed with Lemmings. I used to have a, I made a little T-shirt of my... Uh, in, in the town in Hartlepool, they used to have these letters that you could buy and sort of iron on. And I loved the video game Lemmings so much, I made a I Love Lemmings T-shirt. Reprehensible behaviour. 
Was it? And um, I used to draw them. I'll draw you one now. Was that T-shirt on heavy rotation with your global <laughs> hypercolor T-shirt? It was on heavy rotation with a, an official Lemmings Two uh, T-shirt. They also released a single as well. That's how big it was. I remember it being massive, absolutely yeah. massive. Yeah. Oh no! Then yeah. they explode. That's right. Yeah. yeah. There we go. All right then. Let's get out of here. Um, <laughs> hello at LukeandPeteShow.com if you want to say hello, or just tell us how much you loved Lemmings. Yeah, but do and do get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you, and also do leave us a nice review on iTunes, and make sure you subscribe and tell all your friends because that's how these types of show live and die indeed Uh, so thanks for that and uh, we'll see you next week bye